going on? Welcome to the Courtside Talk with Eric podcast. And today, for our first episode, we'll be talking about the NBA landscape. So the first topic I want to talk about is the five best teams in the NBA. So coming in at number one is the Milwaukee Bucks. Their record is 51 wins and 8 losses. They are led by Giannis Antetokounmpo, who's averaging 30 points, 14 rebounds, and 6 assists per game. This is a very great team, and they are on their pace to get to the 70-win mark, which I think and believe that they will accomplish. The next team we want to talk about is the Los Angeles Lakers. They are led by LeBron James and Anthony Davis. Their record is 45 wins and 12 losses. LeBron is averaging 30 points, 8 rebounds, and 10 assists per game. This is a very great team in the West. Even though the West is very stacked right now, I feel like this team will be able to make it to the conference finals and do something big in the playoffs. Next team we want to talk about coming in at number three is the Toronto Raptors. They are quietly the third best team in the NBA that no one is talking about. Their record is 42 wins and 17 losses. They are led by Pascal Siakam, who is averaging 23 points and 8 rebounds. This team seems like they have a lot of chemistry with them, and that really is going to affect them as they move on to their playoff push. The next team we want to come up, talk about is the Los Angeles Clippers. They are playing great after a rough start of the season. They have 40 wins and 19 losses. They are led by Kawhi Leonard, who has 27 points, 8 rebounds, and 5 assists per game. They're a very stacked team, and they're filled with a bunch of depth of a bunch of great role players on their bench, which is definitely going to come in handy towards the end of the season and in the playoffs. And our last team is the Denver Nuggets. They also have the same record as the Los Angeles Clippers with 40 wins and 19 losses. Nika Oka Jokic is playing great and averaging 20 points. 10 rebounds, and 6 assists. Those are my top 5 teams in the NBA right now. They are subject to change because of how the NBA is set right now. There's a lot of um, duos, and there's not that much a super team. So one of these teams might get knocked down towards the end of the season. It all depends on how they play. So the next thing we want to talk about are a few teams that I think are not top teams, but they deserve to be talked about. The Heat are resurging in the East. They have 37 wins and 22 losses. They're playing great, being led by Jimmy Butler. They have a pretty good squad that's going to go far, probably to the semifinals in the Eastern Conference. They're a pretty decent team, and um, they've got my respect. Next team we want to talk about is the Celtics. They have a great young core with Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. They have 41 wins and 17 losses. Jason Tatum has had a great season so far. He's averaging 23 points, 7 rebounds, 
and Jalen Brown is averaging 20 points and six rebounds. Those two are very great players. I was surprised to see that Jalen Brown did not make it to the All-Star game, but I think it was great to see Jason Tatum make it. He's a very great talent, and he's going to be a leader in the league in a few more years. See, the next team we're going to talk about is not positive that we're talking about it, but it's very negative. That is the Philadelphia 76ers. They have a lot of troubles right now. They have uh, Ben Simmons. He's hurt at the moment. And also, they have Joel Embiid. Excuse me. He's hurt at the moment, too. But the thing with me, I feel like Joel Embiid shouldn't be in a 76ers jersey next year because of the way he's played. He could be the most dominant player in the NBA, but it seems like he's not utilizing his size or he's not utilizing his natural strength against smaller players right now since how he's been playing he is not the number one center in my opinion it's actually Nikola Jokic and I feel like he could be that guy we've heard Shaq and Charles Barkley talk about it plenty of times he could be that dominant player but it just seems like he's either lazy or he just can't do it for some reason it's very weird but I feel like the 76ers should let him go this season and start building around Ben Simmons and Ben Simmons he needs to have a jump shot because that's probably why you know you're you're gonna get older and you have to be able to withstand going to the basket but you have to learn how to grow a shot so you can not be able to take those shots that you have to do when you go to the basket Uh, Another team we want to talk about is the Houston Rockets. They're surprisingly doing very well with the small ball lineup that they have just acquired. Their record is 38 wins and 20 losses. Russell Westbrook and James Harden are playing tremendous since the small ball lineup change. Russell is averaging 27 points, 8 rebounds, and 7 assists. See, my opinion about this small ball lineup, I really wasn't looking forward to it I thought you need a center or a big man to compete for a title in the NBA but it seems like we do not need that anymore because they're proving all of us wrong you know they have uh two of the best uh they have one of the best backcourts in NBA right now and James Harden and Russell Westbrook so you know they're they proved me wrong they they're making sure and they're letting people know that you can do it without a big man which is very very surprising to me next topic we want to get into is about the nba awards that will occur at the end of the season so this has been a question that's been floating around um who will be the mvp of the year and i think it's pretty much a no-brainer at this moment because of the way Giannis has been playing he's been playing so dominant in the east and the west he's just been the best player on this season he's been the best player this season so um in my opinion he would be the number one person to be the MVP in my MVP race after him I would put LeBron James who's just trailing behind him LeBron James has had a great season leading the league in assists as a small forward. He's just been playing great. And after LeBron James, I will put Kawhi Leonard. He's had a good season. But, you know, the slow start was kind of surprising for me. But just to see how they're going to persevere in the playoffs and how much depth they're going to use in the playoffs. Another big question 
rolling around is the rookie of the year conversation and who will get it. The big thing is John Morant. He's averaging 18 points and seven assists. He's having a pretty great season for a rookie. He's led his team to a eighth seed in the West, which is very hard. And he's just had a great season. But now since Zion Williamson has came back from his injury, he is now averaging 23 points and seven rebounds. So he's having a great season as well. But the reason why I will pick John Morant as my rookie of the year is because of the body of work that you have that John Morant has done. He just played more games. He showed that he's a better player right now. But I think as soon, which is inevitable in my opinion, as soon as the Grizzlies lose that eighth seed, most likely to the Pelicans, if they do lose that seed, I would definitely give it to Zion Williamson. Because Zion Williamson basically transformed the, the franchise this season. They were a lowly Pelicans. You know, they had Brandon Ingram. They were doing okay. But I feel like as soon as Zion Williamson came in, that's when they found their stride and they started winning a bunch of games. So I think his just just him doing him was the reason why they would get that eighth seed, which I think they will. They will most likely get the eighth seed. And... Overall, I'm going to just give the my rookie of the year to Zion Williamson because he's just that good of a player. And I heard this on NBA TNT the other day. Uh, they could do a co-rookie co of the year, which would be smart. I mean, I could see that happening. I would vote for that co-rookie of the year. I would definitely vote for that. So um, next thing we want to talk about is Anthony Davis. Um, most likely going to be the defensive player of the year. He's averaging three blocks and two steals per game. He's just having a great season. You know, he's coming back off that injury. He's with a new team now. So it's just great to see that he's playing like this. And um, it's just great to see a player come back from an injury that bad. So next we want to go to the coach of the year. And that is Mike Budenhoser, the coach of the Milwaukee Bucks. Um, they are the best team in the NBA right now, and I think it's great that Mike Budenhoser would be the coach of the year. So next season, we are awaiting the return of the Golden State Warriors with Stephen Curry and Klay Thompson. Both of those players will probably come back 100% next year for the Golden State Warriors. That's going to be great to look at, you know the dynasty that they have they've had a not that good of a year this year so it's going to be very interesting to see how Stephen Curry and Clay play next year another duo that's going to be nice to look at is the uh, Kyrie Irving and the Kevin Durant duo Kevin Durant coming off of that injury in the finals it's um, interesting to see if he's going to play like the Kevin Durant that we know or if he'll be um, a lesser Kevin Durant. And it's just great to see how much competition is going on in this season. But even more will go on next season because of the amount of teams that are going to be arising again, like the Nets and the Golden State Warriors. So thanks, guys, for listening to this podcast. You know, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. 
all at at the court with Eric. Continue to like the post and uh, view the blog. Thank you for listening to this podcast, our first podcast. We'll be um, posting up here sometimes, probably once a week. Um, Thank you for listening and have a great day.